You're listening to an episode of Kairos Chats, conversations about journeying through this pandemic. Hi, everyone. Once again, this is Esther, your host for this week's Kairos Podcast. If you've been listening with us, we've been having some great conversations with Lorraine about how this pandemic has been affecting many of us in areas of our mental health. And she's helped us to understand how in the midst of these challenges, we might be able to take steps out of our constant cycles that we find ourselves to be in and to ultimately turn to God. We wanna hear stories from uh, our members and, and their experience. So today I'm very excited because I've asked a few of our beloved moms at Kairos to join us and share about their experiences during quarantine and talk about some of the challenges they face as moms. I'm joined here by four moms, so I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves. So my name is Jessica Yoon, and I have three children. My oldest is 13, almost 13 years old. Um, my second uh, is 10 years old, and my youngest, my daughter, is um, almost eight years old. Hi, my name is Esther Chen, and I have a three-year-old daughter at home. Hi, I'm Jessica Bantige, and I have two boys, one that's almost seven and one that's five, and they're going to be starting kindergarten and first grade this fall. Hi, my name is Anna Nguyen. I have three children. One is five, the other is three, and the last one is eight months old. All right. Thank you, ladies. It's good to have you guys here. Uh, so, you know, we have moms from, you know, with children with different seasons of life, uh, from you know, toddlers to newborns uh, to ones in, uh, in junior high. And so we want, we're trying to get kind of a wealth of a different you know, moms in different seasons. And so thank you ladies for being here. Uh, hopefully it's kind of a good break for you guys as well. Um, you know, I know that the season has been tough for most people in having to make adjustments in light of COVID-19. And as a mom, I, I'd imagine that these adjustments are tenfold, right? Uh, but I'm not a mom, so <laughs> I'm not too sure. Uh, so maybe to kind of give a perspective uh, for our listeners, maybe Jess, could you kind of tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're typically thinking about in a day uh, as you take care of your family and you, as you think about your family and yourself, and how has that changed in this season of COVID? So I think um, it has, it's changed in terms of number of things I have to know. Mm -hmm. So I think at the beginning, it, or pre-COVID, it's very like, what, do I, what, what are all the different activities? What are, what's the homework assignments? What, what am I gonna feed my children? What do I have to clean and take care of? On top of like, what do I have to take care of for work? And so now, Post now we're in COVID season, um, especially with distance learning. I've had to manage all the kids' Zoom calls, and I think I took a picture of my Zoom, my calendar at one point, and there was like three to four different Zoom phone calls, like one for each kid, and then two or three for Peter and myself. So it's a lot to manage. Yeah, so you're not you're not just like managing your schedule, but you're managing another four for three yeah. or four people's exactly. schedules. So that, that does sound pretty challenging. Um, I'd like to ask some of the other girls, you know, I, I think there are probably different challenges that each of you guys face as moms. 
uh, I, I want to hear from, from you, what are some of the greatest challenges that you're finding yourself to be in in this season? So maybe Esther, we can have you share. Yeah, so I, prior to COVID, I was working as an occupational therapist, but since COVID, I've been scheduled less. And because of that, I took my daughter out of preschool. So I spend most of my days with her. And so being home with her all day long, I, I knew she was full of emotions, but I wasn't exposed to how much she experiences and how much she's feeling throughout the day. And so, you know, I see how she mimics my reactions, how she withdraws and responds differently after I've disciplined because I was so angry. Um, and so a lot of my energy in the day is spent teaching her how to handle her emotions, what to do when she's frustrated, when she's sad, that it's okay to feel things, how to calm down. If a friend doesn't respond in a certain way, what is she supposed to say? What is she supposed to do? Um, and then even now, with the, you know, along with the pandemic, there's a lot of cultural events happening, right? Where there's a lot of issues we're facing. And so trying to figure out how do I instill biblical values? How do I teach her about kindness, generosity, um, sacrifice, people who are different from us, how to love them. And so, um, yeah, there's just been a lot of emotional effort, I think, interacting with my daughter throughout the day. Um, and then we're also, I'm also starting to homeschool her. Um, it's just preschool, but it feels like a really big feat. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we start out the day and she says, I can't wait for school with mommy. And then 10 minutes in, she's like, I don't like school with mommy. <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to like rope her back to the table. She's like, I'm so frustrated. I need to walk away. I need some time. And yeah, and she says that like three times in the span of like 10 minutes. And so every day is this battle, but some days are great. Other days, not so much. So I think it's just like figuring out how to teach my daughter, not set too many high expectations, how to back away from my perfectionism and just enjoy teaching her and being with her. So. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she's kind of entering in that stage where she's trying to learn a lot of emotions and building up character. Yeah. And so that's definitely a challenge. So for for Anna, um, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you have a newborn and then you also have uh, two other very active boys, right? <laughs> so how has, how has COVID been a challenge for you? Well, COVID hit while I was still on maternity leave. Okay. And I think even prior to that, um, my whole house, except for myself and my newborn, came down with the flu. Mm. So in early February, I was postpartum two months in, taking care of the house while trying to protect my youngest from getting sick because as we know, the flu is not good for a newborn to have. Um, so a part of me was grieving the fact that, you know, I had to enter into this stage missing out on, you know, the bonding <laughs> time with my newborn um, while also just manning up and just taking care of my children because I think I heavily relied on, um, you know, my preschool um, to help with, you know, childcare. So when they shut down, and then also I had um, a lovely friend who was also our nanny, who also helped a lot too. Um, when we had to stop sending our children there, I think it all came down to figuring out, you know, how was I supposed to do this? But through this time, I feel that, you know, God really just, gave us the strength, my husband and I, to be able to team up 
to take care of our family in the way that I think, you know, is not always pleasing to God in some ways because I feel like I have become more irritable. Um, I get angry very easily and I realized through this time having, um, you know, navigating having three children, um, I'm not as patient as I thought I was. <laughs> not that I thought that I was that patient. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so just the lack of community, I think um, that's been a huge challenge for me personally. Um, I'm somewhat of an extrovert, so I feel that, you know, the enemy tries to attack you by saying, like, you have no community or, you know, you're lonely and all this. So just figuring out how to really pray against those things. Um, yeah, that's probably been the most challenging part of it. Yeah. I mean, that sounds really hard. I mean, it, it sounds like you felt very alone in a lot of this and you had a lot to take care of, especially with you know, your kids being sick and wanting to protect, you know, obviously yeah. newborn. So that's, I can't imagine, you know, the weight that you must have felt. <clears throat> and for Jess, uh, you know, how, how has this season been for you and, and what challenges have you kind of has surfaced for you? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think so many challenges. Um, so I guess one thing is, you know, you know, having them at home, I realized, so I work part-time as a nurse practitioner. And so, um, I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to kind of keep my hours and then still having the kids at home. But I think my natural tendency is to want to help. Mm -hmm. So now that my kids are home, my husband's home, you know, like I'm always feeling like I had to do something, you know? And so now seeing them 24 seven, I became very aware of their sins. <laughs> um, you know, before I was like, oh man, I guess like school really made a difference because I like didn't see them for like six hours or something. And like, um, felt like, yeah, a lot of it was shielded from me. But now, you know, I'm so aware of just the idea of like their constant needs, um, their emotions, like Esther was saying, the breadth of emotions. Um, also just knowing kind of their own adjustments to, you know, being removed from society right now in some ways, right? And so um, like their impatience, their frustration, their anger, even like their pride. And because I wanted to help, I realized, you know, there was like this idea of wanting to serve them, but then realizing like they lacked gratitude, you know, mm -hmm. or like this idea of like generosity or love, compassion. So then now I was more aware of like all those like sin issues arising or just being more mindful of it and um, confronted with it. And so then I think I realized I was feeling overwhelmed every day, you know, like I would go to work, put on my work hat, you know, and like serve these people. Now I go home, I have to serve my kids, I have to serve my family, I have to serve my home. And it was just like this nonstop schedule and there was no more boundaries, you know, and I couldn't kind of catch a break, you know, and I felt like, again, my personality added to it is like, I felt like I wanted to do it and mm -hmm. I, I could do it, you know, and I, I think it really took a lot of um, time and even just hitting like a breaking point to realize that, you know, this is not healthy, you know, and yeah. I have to start creating my own new structure. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of where we're at right now, kind of developing that and realizing like, okay, this is not going to end, you know, in the next few months maybe, right? Yeah. But um, so what is it going to look like now with distance learning? Like, how can I draw boundaries with my work? How can I draw boundaries like even at home, you know, like having my own safe place, you know, a quiet yeah. space like without the kids. So I think that's a work in progress right now. Yeah, definitely. You guys kind of talk about 
the changes that you've seen in your children and some of the motions, have you guys seen specifically how COVID has affected some of their moods and what has manifested, if any of you guys would like to share? Well, just this past week, <laughs> <laughs> two out of three children had meltdowns. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the two that are my most extroverted that really need a lot of social interaction, um, my oldest and my youngest. And so um, with, with Abby, just even yesterday, the boys, they interact with their friends playing video games. And so they can talk to each other, giggle, laugh. Like you hear, you come over to my house in the middle of the day and then when they're playing video games and you just hear a lot of laughter between the boys, like amongst the boys. And then Abby, you'll find her upstairs playing Legos and like just by herself. And she was just in tears because um, she was just like, it's so unfair. Like, I don't get to talk to any of my friends. I don't get to see any of my friends. And, um, and she uses Messenger Kids, Facebook Messenger Kids, to message her friends. But, you know, her friends aren't on the iPad all the time, right. you know? And so she'll get, a, she, she was giving, they respond like five hours later. <laughs> and she just, but she's just in, in big tears coming down and she just misses her friends. And yesterday they had um, school distribution pickup of all the materials. She woke up at 6.30. This is the girl that wakes up at 9 every day where I'm like worried. You know? <laughs> but she woke up at 6.30 because she was so excited mm -hmm. because she was going to see like teachers, yeah. familiar faces, and possibly see friends, possibly. You know? yeah. So um, I think just managing her expectations with even what her friendships are going to look like has been challenging. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something that I notice is like I have to be her primary best friend right now. <laughs> so, so, like I've been, actually this COVID season has really been good for Abby and I, like in developing our relationship and just me learning how to put aside work for a little bit to just play. Like I, I never had that because I was always working as a teacher. And so the now that I'm part-time, it's, allowed me time to just really develop more, um, I don't know, just a closer relationship with her. And then with Nathan, um, like he was really nervous about his, like who his upcoming teachers are gonna be. Seventh grade at his middle school is, is notoriously difficult. It's mm -hmm. like challenging. And, and so he's heard this his whole sixth grade year. And so he's like, he was really anxious yeah. and so um, like he just he doesn't he doesn't really express um, he didn't express it so big it was just just one sentence like my stomach hurts I'm a little nervous mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like when we're doing his materials pickup mm -hmm. you know and I was like what why like, <laughs> I thought you'd be excited about going back to school and he's like no, you know, and, and just kind of talking more like I just I feel like this COVID season as much as it's I hate COVID. OK, I hate it. I hate it. But it's also allowed me to really develop these relationships with our kids. And I yeah. and I like, you know, you notice their sinfulness, but you also notice 
like a little bit more of their character and their personality. And I think that's been very precious. Yeah, I think one thing I, I don't realize as not being a mom is <laughs> also, you know, the kids are going through a lot. And I think it's easy to forget this. You know, their, their childhood is essentially kind of taken a big adjustment yeah. as well. For the younger ones, how have you guys seen maybe some of the adjustments that or um, things that have kind of come up and manifested? Oh, well, so I think for me, I think my kids a little bit on the opposite side of Jess. It just and um, so you know with Kai, he's six, almost seven, and then Josh is going to be five, and so. I feel like they're more introverted. I've noticed this season. They mm. love being home. I'm like, okay, guys. I like had to break it to them. Like, oh, you know, we're gonna have homeschool for the fall. They were like celebrating. I was like, <laughs> I just the one crying in the corner. Right? But, um, so they have been. I'm, I'm grateful that you know when everything happened, like they they were like fine at home, you know, and like they were willing to do the work and all that stuff. But um, I think my anxiety, or I see the anxiety actually in them that's building up too, is. The idea of like how to like reintroduce back to society. So like for example, we had like the recent camping retreat, you know, and even though we were in our own campsites and the families, it's like the first time they saw a lot of kids together, you know, and I just could not help but notice like little confrontations happening, you know, and um, like where I just could see like my five-year-old like gears turning like this guy like stepped on my foot like how do I you know or like or him like trying to defend myself himself you know like saying like it was an accident and then being confronted you know with like somebody in his face you know like and so I think things like that where every part of me wanted to like jump in and intervene you know but realizing like like that's like my like anxiety now almost like not coming out of COVID but now like as a result of my like our like introvertedness as a family in some ways that like he needs to have these interactions to know how to deal with it to how to cope you know and um and so i mean there wasn't any like meltdowns per se but i feel like i find myself needing to like draw it out of them you know like they they tend to maybe just like brush it off or they just don't want to deal with it like who knows what goes on in their head sometimes right but almost like I have to be more mindful now of like engaging with them mm -hmm. and even like seeking out like those like psychosocial like development opportunities, mm -hmm. you know, like more intentionally while still being mindful of like, you know, <coughs> COVID circumstances. And so mm -hmm. I think I almost feel like while I might not notice like their anxiety right now with breakdowns, it's more like coming out of it, you know. So like we we have chosen to send our school kids back to school if school's open. So in some ways, I'm worried about that step, not so much of the disease per se, but almost like how are they going to interact with kids, you know, and are they going to be able to make friends, you know, or like maintain friendships, you know, because they're going to have to start learning these different kind of um, social skills all over again, it feels like, you know, because they just started and then now there's like this huge break, you know, and so I think I'm almost anticipating, you know, the challenges that are forthcoming because of that. Um. For me, I think I notice my son, um, my five-year-old son, he's a pretty much a big extrovert. <laughs> he loves friends. He loves people, adults, kids. It doesn't matter. He'll talk to anybody. Um, so in the beginning, it was definitely difficult trying to explain to him what was going on in the world. Um, 
and not being able to see his friends especially. But through this time, I've just seen him grow up kind of in a way. Like he's taken that role of a big brother really That's well. Awesome. Yeah. His relationship with his younger brothers have just grown so much, especially with um, the middle child. They're only two years apart, but they've been able to have their relationship become so much closer. Um, I do know that he definitely misses his friends still. Yeah. And I do am concerned about like his social emotional well-being because for a kid to just be taken out of, you know, normal circumstances like from school, from church, like and he shares with me about how he misses them. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of just breaks my heart a lot. And with my middle son, he uh, is still pretty young. He's three years old, but he definitely enjoys playing with other kids as well. So I think overall, I'm really thankful that, you know, they have each other mm -hmm. to go through this experience and they are able to, you know, have their moments of emotion and that's okay. Yeah. With your middle child, like, are, are you able to tell if he's aware of what's going on? Like, because he's younger, so. He's younger mm -hmm. and he understands, and he looks up to his brother a lot. Okay. So when we talk about entering into kindergarten, which my five-year-old is doing, mm -hmm. he talks about going to preschool with Esther's daughter, mm -hmm. which was originally supposed to happen. And he talks about it every time we talk yeah. about kindergarten. He's like, I'm going to preschool with Esther's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says her name. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then I'll have to remind him, like, yeah, sweetheart, one day we'll, we'll be able to go back to preschool and maybe she'll be there. Mm -hmm. But I think just... <laughs> we'll be here. <laughs> but I think it's just, it's hard for him because he's also entering to the role of a big brother. So when we entered into this whole year, he's becoming a big brother. He came down with this horrible flu. He had to go through a lot. And yeah. so we have to work out a lot of that stuff with him. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely difficult, but... I'm thankful for, you know, just them being together. Yeah. It's nice that they have each other to yeah. kind of play with. It sounds like they play well together. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> How about for you, Esther? I know you have just one daughter. Um, so she's kind of by herself. She's kind of on the opposite spectrum. Yeah. My daughter is, I think, naturally pretty extroverted. Grew up in large groups and was familiar with large groups. But since COVID is so wary when she's around so many people. If she is at a group gathering, we'll have to prep her. If we prep her the day before, then she won't be able to sleep at night because she's thinking, who's gonna be there? Do I know them? Am I familiar with them? Can it just be auntie and their child, not the uncle? Like she, she wants to kind of, yeah, a lot of your husbands. She wants to control the situation so she knows it's safe and familiar people. Um, but then on the other side, she, I mean, she misses her friends. She'll be like, do you remember my teacher? Do you remember all these friends' names? And so we're learning days of the week. So I'll tell her, you know, on Sunday, you'll see Abby. So on Monday, is it Sunday yet? Tuesday, is it Sunday yet? Wednesday, <laughs> I'm going to see Abby on Sunday. You know, so she's every day looking forward to the day she sees someone. And then after the fact, she says, do you remember when I saw her? You know, so yeah. she's just, I think, so eager to get back to school and church with friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the socialization, that's one thing that we'll have to kind of ease back into. Yeah. Readjusting. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of hear you, you just even all the things that you guys have to carry. And as moms, I would imagine this goes across the board. You know, 
the one thing that you guys want is what's best for your children and to have them to have really this kind of uh, not just normal lifestyle, but, you know, to raise them up to be, you know, God loving children, to to have good character and whatnot. And so that's um, that's so honorable. And I'd imagine that in in all of that, that kind of, I don't know, maybe not an expectation of yourself, but I wonder if it brings up any fears that you guys might have. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious, you know, as you're navigating with all the changes that you have uh, and, and COVID on top of that, you know, are there fears that you have been coming, uh, ha- that have been coming up uh, to your attention as you're parenting and you're trying to navigate, you know, raising your children? Let's hear from Jess. Yoon. Um, I think there's, I think it's an understatement if we say, uh, you know, oh, there's just a few. Like, it, yeah. I think as parents, you grow up, or, or like you, as soon as you, the moment you become parent, you start worrying. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you start yeah. having different scenarios go through your head where you're like, oh, what's going to happen? What kind of person is he going to be? What kind of person he's going to marry? Like, there's so many yeah, things, yeah. right? Like, not even just like, oh, I hope developmentally, like, he's okay. Yeah. But like, emotionally, everything. Mm-hmm. But I think right now in this present moment, like, I think fear of the future mm-hmm. has definitely been very evident um, that come like I just see it coming up over and over again and like what's what's going to happen are my kids going to have learning gaps are they going to have are they going to be able to cope with you know three hours of zoom calls you know are they going to be able to cope with not see, interacting with other classmates regularly you know and and learning all the you know social emotional th- things right um but at the same time, I think I also fear, like, with all the cultural things happening, the racism stuff that I, I do in the election coming up, um, like, I don't want my kids to grow up either without knowing these things and just kind of living in the sheltered Christian bubble. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think something that's, especially because Nathan's becoming a teenager, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like it's even more been on my mind, like... I want him to be a critical thinker. I want him to not just take things for what they are, but really like, where's this coming from? You know, and and, and question, question things, right? I, I want him to learn how to do that, but with a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he's the oldest um, amongst the children or one of the oldest amongst the children in our children's ministry, I think it's even more challenging to kind of get him to see how other kids are thinking you know it's not like he t- talks to his school friends about like oh so how is god at work in your life and yeah. like <laughs> yeah he doesn't talk about his friend yeah. and i just remember growing up in a larger church that had a, a large youth group and having very pivotal spiritual markers take place in my in my youth days right like high school middle school And so, like, that's been more, it's not even COVID-related, it's just, that's just been more of my, uh, on my heart, like, Mm -hmm. oh, how am I going to create this? But come September, we're going to have Kairos Youth starting. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little plug. Um, But I I, I do, you know, I I want our children to really grow up with these Christian values, like we were saying, and, and knowing how to navigate all that they're hearing 
on social media, on news from friends and, and know what's true, what's right, what's wrong. And um, I think that's my biggest fear lately yeah. is like, how am I going to teach my kids how to dis discern? Yeah. Right from wrong. Yeah. I think I, I second that. I think, I think to sum it up right now, it's like a fear, like a personal inadequacy. Like I am not enough for my kids during mm -hmm. the season. Yeah. You know, like I feel like it, part of that, yeah, it's just like I fear I'm not being patient enough. I'm not I'm teaching them well enough. I'm not discipling them the right way, you know. Um, and I actually remember another like this, like this in the very beginning when COVID kind of happened and like when church was closing and we didn't have a children's ministry. It was so weird, but I remember being hit with like, I don't have people directly teaching my kids about Jesus anymore, <laughs> like other than me. Yeah. Like I think I felt it very acutely that like Kairos Kids was not available, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it, it was It is good now though, it oh, is now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I mean, it was one of those things where I was like, oh my gosh, like, and it was a good wake up call, I think, but I think that set the precedence of like, man, I haven't taken that much like ownership, you know? Or I felt like, you know, we would try like, you know, like we would pray together, you know, like read the Bible, right? But almost like this idea of like, oh, like Bible study or like Sunday school lessons, you know? Like I really took it all for granted, you know? And so all that to say, it kind of like, yeah, like it just made me really aware, you know, of like, oh my gosh, like all this pressure all of a sudden and feeling like, how am I gonna like teach them the right way, you know? And like, there's no other like influence as strong right now as like, me and my husband right and so i think trying to yeah like overcome that fear and like really actively submit my fear like daily you know so that i can in some ways like get past myself and actually engage with the kids you know and just yeah. kind of trust god with like kind of like that he'll provide the wisdom the strength the patience the love you know to really like navigate these waters and so i think that's like a, a daily thing you know and something yeah i just it's just Hard. Yeah. It's just hard. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but like, how does it, what does it look like now? Like you teaching your kids about Jesus, like in this season, you know, like what, it, what does it look like? Is it like a regular thing? Is it like a hit, you know, like yeah. whenever it comes up or? Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways it's more like being like right there in the conversation with them, if that makes sense. So, you know, of course, like, you know, Vince and I will talk, right? And the kids, especially the older one, will be like, what do you mean? Or like, da, 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 right? And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, right? But <laughs> instead of feeling like we have to like bank the conversation for later, you know, like it's like, okay, well, let's kind of like sit down, talk about it, you know? And so, so in some ways it's trying to be natural about it. You know, it doesn't have to be like Sunday service, you know, like how has kids now sit down and worship and learn about Jesus, but just like, okay, like this is happening in the world. Like, why is this happening? And like, you know, like what does God have to say about that? Um, even a lot of it, like is in, even in their conversation as like brothers, like when they fight, you know, that's like a big part. So I think right now a theme is like the fruit of the spirit. We're like, was this really patience? You know, like, <laughs> is this really kind, you know, like, or like, what does forgiveness look like? You know, and so I feel like, and so, yeah, like, I think those little things, you know, if I reflect back, like, it's encouraging, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like, like, by God's grace, it's, like, a little bit more normal. But, yeah, I think, to be honest with myself, I may not have had that time, you know, before mm -hmm. all this happened to have seen all the details, you know, of their character um, and been able to address it, like, so readily, you know. And so, yeah, I think part of that, you know, I think it helps, too, knowing 
like even in the span of like four or five months, like what we worked on maybe like four months ago, like is a little bit more evident now, mm-hmm. you know, even if it wasn't in the same week, you know, <laughs> even if it felt like we just had this talk five minutes ago, yeah. we just had this talk yesterday, you know, but now even in four months hindsight, I feel like, okay, like that was a very calm conversation, you know, <laughs> like, or like, you know, it, it's a little bit more natural, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's encouraging to see that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I have to remind myself that, you know, like God is going to equip us with what we need, you know, mm-hmm. to like teach these kids, you know, but yeah, when you look at it as a whole, you just feel like, oh, yeah, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a counselor, yeah. I'm not a therapist, yeah. you know, and so, <laughs> um, yeah, it can be overwhelming when you look at it in that way, but yeah, I think just pray. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so powerful though, because, you know, I think being in the church, we were taught like, okay, well, we got to go to church. We got to read Bible study. And it's almost this kind of, I don't know, routine in a sense. And, but that's not how life plays out. I feel like, I mean, I I think that what you're teaching your kids is how to, how to live, you know, and, and adjust and address, like you're saying, some of those like conversations that are uncomfortable or important to have like in the moment I think that's that's really awesome um I think one of the things that as moms uh, that I see on the outside in coming in is a lot of times you guys are looking out for your children your family and so there's not really a lot of personal care, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, okay, how, how do I take care of myself? And so I'm curious to know, how are you guys coping with, you know, your, your emotional, you know, stability or state, mental, physical, in this time of COVID, having all these things? Or are you? Maybe you're, some of you guys aren't. And so I'm kind of curious to know. I think a lot of, well, the, for the prior question, a lot of my struggles have been about myself. <laughs> like, I don't fear Livy's growth as much for my daughter, Livy, <laughs> because she is so little. So there's not much to fall behind on right now. But I fear my own like career. You know, I think, oh, this is the longest time I've taken away from pursuing higher degrees, more credentials, you know, all these things for myself or a stable job, a higher pay, a better position. And so for the first time, I feel like everything I do is unseen and only God sees it. And that should be enough, but it's not, you know, like <laughs> in the end of the day, you know, every, you know, I'm so convinced my time with, with my daughter is worth it, right? I'm teaching her all these things. This, these things have eternal impact. I'm yeah. so sure of that. But then there's always one day of the week when I am on social media or I'm thinking about my old coworkers or I'm looking at people in their careers and I'm like, wait, I'm behind. Am I going to be okay next year or in X amount of months or my resume looks great until COVID, you know, and Mm -hmm. I I think about what is life for myself going to look like? Will it be harder to achieve? And then I come before the Lord and I'm like, okay, God, speak to me. Tell me what is true, what is not. And in the end of the day, I realize, you know, I think I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do right now. So that's actually enough. I don't need to strive beyond that. So coping for me has been less social media time so that there's less temptation to compare. And a lot of um, of my prayer times, I just complain and cry to God, like <laughs> wailing and so whiny. And then I let God speak to me. I listen and, you know, hear what he has to say. 
And, um, you know, what's really encouraging for me is we do a lot of like, uh, we started to memorize scripture with my daughter. And before bed, we repeat certain truths and we kind of add on to it every couple of weeks so that she's so, she knows she's fearfully, wonderfully made. She knows God heals. She knows all these things. So when she sees me cry, she tells me like, you know, in the midst of my crying, she'll just sneak up next to me and be like, God hears every prayer, you know, (laughs) or she'll speak something so in tune with the spirit. And I feel like, you know, wow, all the times we, I remind her of these things, it's sinking into her and she's recognizing what is truth and how to respond to even my times of need. Yeah. So that's been encouraging for me. Wow. That's awesome. How about for you, Anna? Uh, how have I been coping? Yeah. I started baking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been cooking too, so it's been fun. It's oh, been yeah. Fun. It is fun. Yeah. So but besides baking, um, coping-wise, I will have to admit, as many moms know, it's basically survival mode, especially yeah. when you have such a young child and, you know, just young children, five, three children, five and under. Yeah. Um, so some days have been really difficult and sometimes I go to God with it and sometimes I just retreat to myself uh, to be honest and sometimes I take it out on my husband (laughs) (laughs) or my children unfortunately Um, but in the end um, I think the healthiest coping mechanism that I've come to realize through this time is that when I'm able to take that time to just pray and just be with God, just quietly in my room, um, which doesn't happen that often. Um, I feel that God definitely is able to just give me the strength to carry on to the next day. Like even if it's just maybe just even an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that's what I've had to do and it's not easy. Um, I've definitely had times of, you know, dry season during this time um but yeah yeah thank you guys for sharing well we want to end on a good note (laughs) so i think there's a lot that you guys you know as i hear um about just all the things that you guys have to carry um i i also believe in that you guys have grown in a lot of ways in this you know, past four or five months. I don't know how long we've been in COVID. I've lost count, but I've also seen, you know, growth in each of you guys. And so I'm wondering if you guys have seen that in yourself. And if so, you know, what, what growth um, things have you noticed about yourself? I've become more patient with my kids, which is like a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I think I just recognize that this season is tough on everybody yeah right Mm -hmm. and but it's I I, and I also recognize that it's tough on my kids in very different ways Mm -hmm. and so um I think the patience has like I, I pray each morning, Lord, give me patience for today. Uh, just because being in the same house with um, all these people in our house like just um, has been challenging at times, right? Um, but it, it always looked 
looks very lived in and I can't handle that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think just reminding myself that, okay, this is, it'll pass. This too shall pass. Yeah. And so just kind of going through. I, I do recognize though, I think for a lot of people, because the, it, the end doesn't seem to be near, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that it's overwhelming, right? right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I recognize that in my kids. Like, mm -hmm. they're just like, when, when are we going to go back? When are we going to be able to mm -hmm. see our friends? Like, and so I think just developing a patience and recognizing that my kid, my kids are having a hard time too. Mm -hmm. It has been very huge yeah. for me. <laughs> so, yeah. and in extending more grace and extending more mm -hmm. patience to my kids. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also realized like just kind of coping and, and dealing with these things our family time is so much more precious. Mm -hmm. I think Peter and I are both like workaholics. Like we can work all day. Well, he works all morning, all day. Mm -hmm. I work more into the night. <laughs> 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it, it's made it very clear. We have to be more uh, intentional about our family time and make it count. Yeah. Like we had a conversation just yesterday and I'm like, I only have five more years with Nathan. Mm -hmm. When I really think about it, I only have five more years. And like, Jason, who's my introvert, was very like emotional about it. Mm -hmm. I hope he doesn't ever listen to this. But <laughs> <laughs> he was very emotional about it. And I realized he's like, I, I don't know. He, 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 and I just realized he's, he internalizes the feelings a lot more mm -hmm. yeah. than my other two who are very expressive you know when they're upset so I think it's just um, like this conversation that we had yesterday I, th I think it just really helps our family like realize like every moment even if it's a, a shopping trip to Costco or Target or whatever mm -hmm. like let's make a count <laughs> like, yeah. and so um, I, I think now we're all on the same page but because uh, I don't get the groans like oh, I don't want to go but it's I, I think it's just good to realize like okay I have to be more patient with my kids I have to grow in that too so. yeah uh, just Bentia what about what about you um yeah I guess how have I grown um, our family has grown I mean one for sure is I think yeah honesty in prayer um I'll be honest like when Esther shared you know that really resonated with me like just this idea of like being brutally honest like wailing and like kind of just like yeah just being vulnerable I think one thing I'm realizing is um I'm not as in touch with my emotions as I thought like I think I'm I'm such a doer right and I'm like okay there's a need I'll do it if there's like I want to help you know and I'm constantly being active but then I think it's required this season you know to kind of like have self check-ins you know and I think even something um like I heard on a podcast recently is um, this idea of instituting like a personal Sabbath. Like I know there's Sabbath and I sh we should be practicing it already, like, you know, on Sunday. But the reality is like, you know, like, you know, Vince is serving, like I'm setting up the kids and like I have the kids at home with me. So it's just, it hasn't really been like restful, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like right now, I feel like I have to like fight for that time, you know? And I think part of that is also like the humility to ask for help, you know? and it's hard like I don't know why it's so hard because I think it's like there was just so much need you know I think that's what I'm like realizing but um but yeah like if I don't have 
that like rest or that Sabbath, then I'm not going to be able to give well, you know, Mm -hmm. to my kids or to my family or to like my job. And so, so yeah, so I think that's something I have to like actively look for in this time and realizing all the more like how important it is, you know, and I don't want it to end just after COVID ends, you know, but I, I do feel like it's like this like healthy practice to remember it could be like childlike in coming before God, you know, and mm-hmm. always having that posture. And so, yeah, so I think that's good. You know, I guess practically speaking, I've been exercising more, you know, so I'm like, I felt really bad in the beginning, you know, even carving out those like 15, 20 minutes, you know, like maybe 30 minutes, but you know, like I stretched it, but yeah. But then now I'm like, I'm just not available. <laughs> like, you know, like I have these like earbuds that like drown out the sound <laughs> externally. So, you know, like I just remember like in the beginning, like I would be trying to exercise and like, like they would literally be fighting in front of me, like in front of my like iPad, you know, like could not see. And I'm just like, like, is this worth it? You know, like fighting for my time, you know, and like I have like screaming children, Vince is in a meeting, you know, and but all that to say is that, you know, like, if I can't, you know, like, I think it is okay. Like, I think I'm feeling it's okay, you know, and like realizing like, yeah, like God wants to refresh me. He wants to renew me. He wants to meet with me, you know? And I think it's, um, it's a good to, yeah, like seek that out. And, um, and then in a lot of ways, like, cause then I feel like I can minister to my kids more, to my family more and provide in different ways. And so, yeah, so that has been a growth. And again, like what Jess said, like just enjoying our family time. Like I feel like I'm really grateful of our like circumstances right now. Like I know that there's just so much going on in the world and like I almost feel like every day I'm reminded of that um, even more than ever before, you know, like just where we're at and just like our daily needs are like met, you know, and we have our health, you know, like just so many things that you just realize we've taken for granted. So um, yeah, so I'm thankful for that season yeah introspection and like gratitude yeah well I want to kind of just wrap up and I know we've kind of gone long but I want to wrap up and ask each of you you know from one mom to another mom um, what are some maybe encouraging things or maybe things that you've learned that you you'd want to just pass along to another fellow mother or maybe not even a mother just someone who is wrestling in this this season feeling just burden guilt or whatever it may be uh if we can just each share that'd be great so let's start with anna for just an encouragement to other moms i know i mean yeah i just i can't even imagine just all the different pain that you know just being a mom and how you're feeling right now I mean, I can't imagine because I am a mom, but, <laughs> but, and, you know, we just all have our different things going on in our lives, um, the issues that we're facing. And I know that I come from a place or a position of privilege to even just share with you just the issues that I'm having um, is not even comparable to some of the issues that I know many moms around the world are facing right now. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to remind you that even in our darkest moments in the places that we are at right now, God sees us, um, he's with us. And there's a specific verse that I've always held close to my heart. Um, it's from Psalm 34, 18. Uh, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Um, 
ever since I became a believer in college, uh, this particular verse has always spoke to me um, because it just reminds us when we're in these dark places in our lives, that's when God just really just comes near to us, especially. Um, so I also wanted just to remind all the moms that, you know, that there is community for you. Um, I know that at times it's hard to seek it. You, you don't want to feel like a burden. You don't want to feel that, you know, you need help for whatever reason that may be. Um, but here at Kairos, there are moms that are here and they're just so willing to help. If you need that break, if you need prayer, uh, whatever it is, um, please reach out to one of us. Um, an encouragement, I think, is uh, it feels like with the pandemic, life is at a standstill. Like there was so much, there was so much going on, and suddenly, like all your attention is focused on you know academics or work or just surviving. But one thing is, um, you know, I feel like there's been a lot on my heart, not related to COVID, and I feel like, man, God's too busy to address these other things on my heart, or it's not as important as all these other immediate needs, but God's just reminding me that he never delays. He sees every desire on our hearts. He hears every prayer and um, it's never too late for his provision, his miracles for him to show up. And, um, you know, another thing, another encouragement is that at our weakest, God loves to meet us and he loves to minister to us. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's um, a lot of refreshment in that. I think I would just encourage anyone who's listening just to communicate like what as best as you can, like try to find somebody that will listen that you, where you can really kind of communicate and bounce what's going on in your heart as well as with God. But, you know, um, sometimes it just takes an actual person to, you know, God will bring the right person into your life too. but. Uh, just to communicate and and talk out. I know I'm an outward processor, and so like uh, lately Peter's been my sounding board, <laughs> and so just like it, it's been good because I've been able to put a name to what I've been feeling. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we don't, um, as moms, we don't have the time to self reflect. We don't mm -hmm. have the time to like even. Like, even just preparing for this podcast, I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, like, I just do what I do. <laughs> um, I go through what I need to go through. But I think actually talking it out and um, kind of putting a name to what I'm feeling is very helpful and therapeutic to some degree, you know. Yeah. And then also having that person, whether it be your husband's or whatnot, like calling you out when you need to be called out. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, that's just selfish. Or like, <laughs> hey, that's, yeah, that's not the right way to think about things. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, uh, there's many times where Peter and I got into arguments <laughs> during this COVID season. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate his voice too uh, in my life where he can call me out and say, this is, not the right way to think about things yeah. and i'll take it like maybe a day later or two days later. <laughs> but you know eventually i hear it yeah. you know and i think 
just communicating what you're feeling and going through with your life groups, with um, a brother or sister from church, whoever, just communicate that. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, yeah, I mean, I think all like what these moms have shared resonate with me. Um, I think my thing would be just be okay with your family looking different from other families. You know, I think there was like yes. a lot of comparison, <laughs> even for me in the beginning, and then all the more heightened with like school options. And <laughs> when I felt like I was like reaching out to everybody, like, oh, is this okay? Like, is this yeah. right? Or, you know, like, you know, slyly asking, but like secretly like, oh my gosh, why am I responding and telling me what to do, you know? But um, yeah, I think I had to like really like, yeah, like just sit down. So, you know, like I think dialogue with God, you know, like pray about it, you know, yeah, talk to other moms, you know, it is good to have those like venting sessions or sounding board, you know, with your husband too. And, but then like being able to come back then and like, and re-listen, you know, to God mm-hmm. and like kind of say, okay, so what is it really for us? You know, like what are we going to do, you know? And I think be okay with that, you know? Um, and yeah, and even, you know, like just knowing that this is going to be the best that God has for you guys, you know, versus feeling like there's some templated version out there right now. I think yeah. I, yeah, I, I think I appreciate that because I don't think I was ever forced to kind of, um, I don't know, it sounds weird, like customize my family, but just realize like how has God uniquely made my family, you know, and how does he want us to walk through this, you know? And so, yeah, be okay with Mm -hmm. just your family dynamic and your family, um, like future, you know, for now. So, I mean, I've been so blessed to just sit here and hear all of your experiences and just to get a glimpse of what it's like to have, all these different things that you're juggling. And I think it's increased my capacity to just have empathy for moms. And I hope that that is the same for those who are listening. So, you know, even if, yeah, if you guys have time, if you're single, if you're a college student, go bless a mom. (laughs) Go bring them a meal, babysit. That's just a little plug. Just bless them because they are amazing and um, they're doing a lot and there's a lot on them uh, in, in what they're carrying in this time. And so, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for taking the time uh, just to share with us what's been going on and how you guys have been adjusting and, and, you know, turning to the Lord in the midst of it. And so I hope that you guys have been blessed to be here as well. Um, and yeah, I just want to thank you guys. And... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.